Being on the front lines in the fight to educate the next generation is tough. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with important updates, encouragement, and connection. Welcome to the Institute Leaders Lifeline. Hi, and welcome to episode three of the Institute Leaders Lifeline. I'm your host, Mike Sinclair, Deputy Superintendent of School Support at the Charter Institute at Erskine. I want to first thank all of you that have been listening and sending feedback. We've got lots of good uh, episode ideas. We've got lots of good feedback on how to improve what we're doing. And I'm going to tell you what, the more feedback we get and the more listeners and downloads we get, the more we are going to keep modifying what we're doing to grow it, to meet the needs of those of you that are listening. Remember, you can follow us on all of our social media at Erskine Charters. That's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please share it. Please let all of your friends know of the resources we have to showcase not only our school, but leadership opportunities. We want to be able to change a generation by touching all of those around us with our leadership and experience. So let's get on with this week's episode. You know, I've been really excited about what's going on in the schools. So I want to start with our schools this week. First, down at the Montessori School of Camden in Camden, South Carolina, this week they, they celebrated Marie Montessori. They had all kinds of things from skits and songs and different activities. You know what? And we had Jacob Carter and Katie Grable went down and spent the day with them uh, taking some video and pictures. And I know that you're going to see that on our social media. But Montessori uh, approach to education is so different. It's really building some independence, some self-sufficiency, um, just a chance for children to explore their learning in a very different way than traditional American education. And I know that Ms. Sirier would love to share some of what they do down at Camden, uh, Montessori School of Camden, down in Camden, South Carolina. So why don't you get in touch with her? I'll leave the link to their school in the show notes so you can click on that and find out more information. But Ms. Sirier would love to share what they do down there at their school. And I have enjoyed my visit to see how their students interact with their teachers there and just do some great work. Also down in Jasper County, Royal Live Oaks Academy is really changing the community down there. You know, really challenging the status quo of what education in rural communities can look like. Uh, Dr. Karen Wicks and her husband Les really took a risk and they left the Northeast to move down to Jasper to really try to make an impact in these rural communities. And they chose Jasper County to be uh, where their work um, started. And they were really looking at ways to uh, address educational concerns that people had through traditional districts. And they just really didn't get the reception that they were looking for in order to make the impact they knew they could make. So they were introduced to the charter world. And through lots of different connections and learning, Karen and Les really took a risk and they opened Royal Live Oaks Academy, again, down in Jasper County, and they are changing that landscape with their school. They do lots of great things. And we soon will have a debut of a video really showcasing the work they've done because one, it's such great work and they're really changing these lives of these students. But also we want to inspire other uh, rural area development of school choice. You know, we can't just put school choice in our urban areas. Every student in South Carolina enjoy, uh, needs to have that opportunity to find educational options that work best for them. So kudos to Dr. Wicks and her husband, Les, down in Jasper. Visit Royal Live Oaks Academy's website to find out more information and reach out to Dr. Wicks if you want 
to visit or learn more. I'll put that address down in the show notes as well. Now on with our reminder, and it's going to be our weekly reminder until the end of September. Don't forget, register for the Kids Kids First Conference. I'm going to add a little bit this week, and I'm going to tell you who the speaker is. We've put it out on social media now, so I feel like I can say it on this podcast. But Rick Rigsby will be our keynote speaker on September the 27th. You don't want to miss Mr. Rigsby's speech. If you've never heard him talk, uh, I found him. Uh, Years ago, he spoke at a conference I was at, and within the last year, I was introduced to a YouTube channel uh, from an organization called Goalpost, and Mr. Rigsby has a speech on there called Lessons from a Third Grade Dropout. If you haven't heard that, man, what a listen. I've used that in a couple different staff developments just as uh, teasers there. Great quotes, great inspiration. I really, really encourage you to go and listen to that on YouTube. But do not miss the opportunity if you are in the Charter Institute at Erskine as a leader or a board member, or if you're in the uh, South Carolina Public Charter School District, make sure you've signed up for that conference. But if you're not in one of those and you're just listening to this as a leader or someone who wants to influence other, Mr. Rigsby's speech, Lessons from a Third Grade Dropout, will truly inspire you and give you some great uh, ideas to build your uh, leadership opportunities. So now let's get into just some of the stories, some of the things that I want to share with you today. Remember, this is really about, one, giving you some encouragement from schools in the Charter Institute at Erskine's portfolio, but also it's to give you some inspiration uh, from some opportunities that I've experienced. So we've been talking about community. We've been talking about not living in a silo, especially as a leader. It's so easy to get caught in your own world because things seem to come at you so fast. So we've talked about spreading out and building those relationships. Last week, we talked about trust and we talked about having confidence in your vision. And we've talked about assuming the positive intention in others when you interact with them. Well, today I want to share just some encouragement uh, for you to build on all of those things. But today I'm going to ask you a question. When things get hard, whose face do you see? Whose face do you see when you get lost in the weeds? You know, some of those days you get so caught up in what's going on, the minutia of the day, that sometimes it's easy to lose our way. We forget what motivates us. We forget why we're doing what we're doing. We get caught on the negative things that we face, and we forget about all the lives that we're changing. So I'm going to challenge you. What face do you see? You might see one of your own children if you're a parent, and you say, I'm doing what I do because I want a better future for kids like mine. It might be you see uh, someone else that taught you, a teacher or some uh, person in a church or in a social environment that inspired you. You might see those faces. But I'm going to tell you about two students. I see two students' faces often. One, because this student worked really hard to get to where he was. Another student, because I really wasn't sure where we were going with this student, And then things really changed once he graduated. So let me tell you these two stories. The first one, the first one was a student and he was from Mexico. His parents moved he and his sister up here to the United States. And so he was a senior at our school and our seniors have to do a senior project. It's a year long project. They choose it and they have to create something or do an internship. Well, he was creating or rebuilding a stand ride behind lawnmower. 
And I just asked him one day, I said, what, what's your motivation? Like, why did you choose this? Why did you go to the junkyard and buy this old lawnmower and you're spending all this time restoring it? And he said, well, Mr. Sinclair, I'm going to tell you the truth. My father came from Mexico and he did it the right way. He followed all of the government requirements and he's working for a company and he works really hard. And I don't think he gets paid what he's worth doing landscape. So my goal is to open my own business so my father can work for me so I can pay him what he's worth. Well, my friends, that's about changing a generation. We're working with a student who's then going to impact his father. And you know, long-term, he's going to end up impacting his kids. So by working with this one student, we could potentially impact three generations. So this student was working really hard, and we were working with him to make sure he made a difference. But his inspiration was to change his father's life. So when I get caught in those weeds and I think, what in the world am I doing? Is it really worth it? I think of this young man and I think of the four years I got to spend with him and how in the future he was really going to change lives. I felt fortunate to do that. And I knew all of the hard work and all of the challenges were worth it. Now, let me tell you about another student. Man, he just seemed to get on everybody's nerves. He was in the middle of everything. He was always talking. He was always singing. He was always dancing. He was always doing something typically not what you really wanted him to do. Now, he didn't get in trouble. He just typically was busy, very creative young man. Well, in his senior project, he was supposed to write and choreograph five songs from five different genres of music. Well, we challenged him and said, you know what? That's great, but why don't you get it down to three? That's a lot of work. Writing five songs is a lot choreographing five songs is a lot, doing both for five songs, that might be a little more than you can bite off. So he agreed. He went down to three. We worked with him all year. Man, he just didn't really seem to be making progress. And at the end, he threw something together and it really wasn't that great. And so I was able to get in my own thought process. And unfortunately, I didn't assume the best. I assumed he was just being lazy. And when he graduated, I was worried that he was not going to be able to put forth the effort. He was not going to have the perseverance. He was not going to have the grit. All of those characteristics that we want in our students. Well, let me catch you up. Several years later, he came back to the school and we were talking. And I asked him what he was doing. Well, he was still in school and he had ended up opening or starting or whatever you do with TikTok. I don't know. That's not really my forte. But he had started recording dance videos and writing anime or doing anime on TikTok. And that was his job. And he was making lots of money on those two TikTok channels. So the things that we were able to teach him and uh, expose him to at school, he now was using it to make money. He was still in college, which was nice to hear, but he was making a living off doing these things. Now, when I ask him, how did you end up, how are you doing it now? How are you sticking with it now when before I could hardly get you to work? He said, well, you were making me work then and I was doing the work for you. But I learned a lot about failure then. I learned a lot about procrastination and about not being organized and all those things then. So now that I'm doing what I want to do and I'm making money 
and I'm getting people's feedback that's really good, then I want to do these creative things and produce. So indirectly, the behaviors that we saw that frustrated us, that made us wonder what was going to happen, actually, he was really learning a lot more than we gave him credit for. So I share these two stories with you because I want you to think through students in your school. When you're in the weeds or when you're frustrated, do you see the student that's really busting it to do the right thing and you need to make sure that you focus on giving that student all the opportunities and resources you can? Or do you focus on the student that seems like they're not really getting anywhere, but you can't assume that they're being lazy? You might have to just think outside of the box and say, I need to support this student because one day it's going to click. I just have to keep him moving forward. Don't assume that either one of those students is not going to succeed. Don't let yourself get in that self-doubt that we talked about last week. Be confident. Take risks. Live out the vision for your school or your organization that's in your mind and do it for those students that you know need you the most. And I promise you, it will then trickle down and impact all of your students to make a huge impact for them and for generations that they impact in the future. I look forward to giving you more and more stories of our schools and hopefully a little bit of encouragement in upcoming episodes. So I just wanna leave you with this. Be strong. Look at the things that are important in your school. Don't get distracted by those outliers. Don't get distracted by the one-offs because it's worth it. Work hard and do good. This is Mike Sinclair. I thank you for listening to this episode and I hope you have a great week and I hope you had a great Labor Day. Have a great one. Goodbye. Be sure to follow the Institute on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Erskine Charters, we'll have all of these resources, including this podcast, many stories of our schools and other things. So check us out. The opinions expressed within the content are solely the authors and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of the Charter Institute at Erskine or its affiliates.